has dictated that their prey be children and the unborn, the beloved and the weak. And to that end, nature has given them paws stealthy and swift, wide eyes to see clearly on a moonless night, and a soul utterly remorseless, without conscience or scruple. But that is nature's fault and not the stoat's. The stoat is what it has been made to be, as are we all. So Bonsoir was a stoat, But Bonsoir was not only a stoat. He was not even, perhaps, primarily a stoat. Bonsoir was also a Frenchman. A Frenchman, as any Frenchman will tell you, is a difficult condition to abide, as much a privilege as a responsibility. To maintain the appropriate standards of excellence, this superlative of grace was a burden not so light even in the homeland, and immeasurably more difficult in the colonies. Being both French and a stoat had resulted in a more or less constant crisis of self-identity, one which Bonsoir often worked to resolve, in classic Gallic fashion, via monologue. And indeed, when the captain had seen him some six weeks previous, Bonsoir was in the midst of expounding on his favorite subject to a captive audience. He had one hand draped around a big-bottomed squirrel resting on his knee, and with the other he pawed absently at the cards lying face down on the table in front of him. Sometimes creatures in their ignorance have called me an ermine. His pointed nose trailed back and forth, the rest of his head following in train. Do I look like an albino to you? There were five seats at the poker table, but only three were filled the height of Bonsoir's chip stack making clear what had reduced the count. The two remaining players, a pair of bleak, hard-looking rats, seemed less than enthralled by Bonsoir's lecture. They shifted aimlessly in their seats and shot each other angry looks, and they checked and rechecked their cards, as if hoping to find something different. They might have been brothers, or sisters, or friends, or hated enemies, Rats tend to look alike, so it's tough to tell. Now, a stoat, Bonsoir continued, whispering the words into the ear of his mistress. A stoat is black, black all over, black down to the tip of his... He goosed the squirrel and she gave a little chuckle. Feet. The Swollen Waters was a dive bar, ugly even for the ugly section of an ugly town, but busy enough despite this, or perhaps because of it. The pack of thugs, misanthropes, and hooligans who thronged the place took a good hard look at the captain as he entered, searching for signs of easy prey. Seeing none, they fell back into their cups. A swift summer storm had matted down the captain's fur, and to reach a seat at the bar required an ungainly half-leap. He seemed more than usually perturbed, and he was usually quite perturbed. You want anything? The server was a shrewish sort of shrew, as shrews tend to be. Whiskey. A miserly dram poured into a stained glass. We don't get many mice in here. We're not partial to the stench of piss, the captain said curtly, throwing back the shot and turning to watch the tables. Back at the table the river cart had been laid, and Bonsoir's lady friend rested on the vacant seat next to him. One rat was already out, the stack of chips too much weight for his wallet to support. 
but the other had stayed in, calling Bonsoir's raise with the remainder of his dwindling finances. Now he triumphantly tossed his cards down on the table and reached for the pot. That is a very fine hand, Bonsoir said, and somehow when he had finished this statement, his paw was settled atop the rats, firmly keeping him from withdrawing his winnings. That is the sort of hand a fellow might expect to get rich from. Bonsoir flipped his own over, revealing a pair of minor nobles. Such a fellow would be disappointed. The rat looked hard at the two thin pieces of paper that had just lost him his savings. Then he looked back up at the stoat. You've been taking an awful lot of pots tonight. His partner slid back from the table and rested his hand on a cap-and-ball pistol in his belt. An awful lot of pots.